It's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. 81-74, Bucks over the Knicks, 9-54 to go in the third. This game's going to end like 130 to 125, which is good as long as it's at least why well, technically four. I don't want to push. I'm going to be sweating this, Ryan. Knicks plus five. It just feels like a sweaty, sweaty ending. Yeah, it does, man. It does. Knicks, though, getting a lot of love tonight. It went from five mm-hmm. all the way down to four, down to four and a half. Jumping seven, around a little bit. Knicks plus seven and a half now. The live total is 259 and a half in this one. A lot of scoring. Yep. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, scoring of scoring in this one. I'm going to add, uh, well, I was trying to add one. I want to bet UConn. It went to five. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. Against North Carolina. It actually went to six from five to six. Uh, I did bet the under in the game. We talked about that a little bit earlier. I'm excited to watch this game. I do like UConn in the game, but I wasn't able to get it off in time. Even though it says tip-offs in five minutes, they took it off the board from me. Oh, but I'm, no. I'm excited to watch this one at MSG tonight. And then I unfortunately have to sweat out some uh, Dante DiVincenzo props. Last I checked, he was a perfect one-for-one one from the floor, but only three points for Dante. Uh, let's see. DiVincenzo now, yep, one-for-one. One. He's got three points, two assists, and one rebound. This is supposed to be a revenge game for him. Yeah. I like the narrative. I liked exactly what you were you He's were been cooking. He had here. 21 last game, 14 mm-hmm. before that, and then six, but on two of eight shooting. And now tonight, I take his props, and he's attempted one field goal. He's not getting a whole lot of run. Maybe I should tweet at BetMGM and see if I could get my money back. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, I think that's the best thing to do is be like, you know, this guy didn't play well. I want my money back. Uh, I was told he was going to have more run tonight in the rotation. Has not been the case. <laughs> Therefore, I was misinformed. I and I would like to. things to be taken care of. Oh, you please. know what? It's been a while since I've been able to do this, though, so I'll do this. Oh, yeah. The Fighting Illini, 98-89 over FAU. Big, big win. Bounce big back win. win for Illinois. Unfortunately, though, I don't get to do this uh, with Providence. They got beat by Oklahoma 72-51. to I was on the wrong side in that one, it appears. You dummy. And Jeez. Michigan State also <laughs> lost outright as five-and-a-half-point favorites at the crib against Wisconsin. And it looks like maybe Wisconsin is for real. Uh, they beat Marquette. Now they turn around and they beat Michigan State on the road. That's four losses already for Sparty early on this season. They might not be very good. No, I think we're starting to see this may be a rough year for Michigan State. I think we're we're getting the early signs of that. By the way, a your guy, Julius Randle, 26 points for him. Yeah. Seven of seven from the free throw line now. Look at this. Going up on Brooke Lopez, getting himself a little and one. Probably should have grabbed his uh, his props rather than Dante DiVincenzo tonight. Uh, yeah, he's up to 27 now. <laughs> not not Dante DiVincenzo, but uh, Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson's got 17. Anybody? He's 0 for 5 from 3, though. Kind of thought that was going to go the other way. That's why I took the over 25 and a half points. Uh, he's got 17, so still in a good spot. There's 8.15 to go in the third. A very high-scoring game, but uh, kind of expected a little more on the perimeter from Jalen Brunson in this. Of course, we got a Suns-Lakers tipping off in the next few minutes as well. Suns one-and-a-half-point dogs to the Lakers in L.A., Totals 230 and a half now. I kind of, I feel like LeBron's going to go hard in this game, right? Yeah. I don't want to do anything with the points, but I was looking at the rebounds for Bron tonight. Um, Bron's rebounds, seven and a half. Oh, geez, never mind. All the way out to minus 150. That, that would be my look. Shop around, of course. I'm not laying minus 150 juice for a no. rebound prop on no, a no, Tuesday no. night, but I do think Bron <laughs> at least pulls down eight rebounds in that game. And I lean Phoenix, uh, but I'm going to stay away. I. I'm just Lakers at home in that one. I don't know. Like I said, I can see this this actually meaning something to Bron. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's not going to most likely surpass MJ for rings. But hey, he could have something MJ never had. Damn baby. straight, first ever in season tournament That's championship. Right. 
<laughs> LeBron James, because then we can always use that in the argument. Hey, MJ never won the in-season tournament. Michael Jordan never won an in-season tournament. You know what else Jordan didn't do? Win a title in a bubble, damn it, during a pandemic. That is Take true. that. That yeah. argument will work forever. Wasn't very good like at cutting cigars either, we find out. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> there was that too. So uh, I I am, I got to be honest with you, man. Like, I love football, right? I love the NFL. I, I'm dreading Thursday night's game. I'm not going to lie. I've been a little bit under. Okay, yeah, now I see it, and I'm with you. Steelers, like, Patriots. Yes. Yeah. The total is 30. In that game. It's actually come up a little bit. Has it come up a little yeah, bit? Yeah. I got a 30 it. in front of me here. Yeah, it's actually moved up a little bit here. Um, you know, we, we there was a 28 and a half out there earlier today, so we're up to 30. We're up to 30. BetMGM's got a 30 right now, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think I could take the over. Mitchell Trubisky against who? Like, who's the Patriots starting quarterback even going to be? Well, last week they didn't tell us until kickoff. It was right. kind of, I felt like it was like college again. Um, you know, is it Bailey Zappi? Is it Mac Jones? Better question, doesn't matter. I mean, clearly, like, <laughs> Mac Jones is the better quarterback. I don't even know that Mac Jones sucks. He's not an all-pro quarterback, but he looked damn good year one for a rookie. You know, he's had some moments, but that offense is broken. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's Bill O'Brien or Matt Patricia. They just don't really have any weapons on the outside that could create separation. Um, they don't really have a strong run game. They don't have a great offensive line. They don't have creative play calling, even with Bill O'Brien taking over duties this season. And the defense isn't great. I mean, the secondary has been so roughed up that they had to call back J.C. Jackson, who has played much better yeah, in yeah, New England yeah. than he did for the Chargers. But, I mean, first glance, I would consider taking the points with the Patriots, but they're 0-4 for me this season, going back to week one, even against the Eagles. And I don't want to do it. Um, I would still lean under, even at 30, to be honest with you. And I couldn't yeah. lay six with Mitchell Trubisky and the Steelers. No. I mean, you know, last week... Good example, that first drive, they changed play callers. Matt Canada's gone, and Kenny Pickett's throwing the ball in the middle of the field. I'm like, okay, they're going to open things up. They're going to push the ball down the field a little bit more. I love Jalen Warren. Uh, you could still use Najee, but I want Warren to get more touches. And then they don't do anything the rest of the game. It was a weird game where there was like three weather delays against Arizona. I guess. Yeah. But yeah. it was clunky. It didn't look good. So I don't really want to lay six. Not doing anything with the money line, minus 275. Not going to use them as in a teaser. This might be the first primetime game where we're on the air and I don't have a play. Well, you'll have something. I know you will. How about this? Can like, I, I don't interest even think you? I could do a field goal prop. Can I interest you in a little Bailey Zappi over 161 and a half passing yards? Or no. Mitchell Trubisky, 183 and a half. When was the last time there was an NFL game that we saw where both quarterbacks had passing yard props that were under 200 yards for both of them? Both of them. Like, I mean, first glance right here, it's minus 120, but I would bet the under on Ezekiel Elliott's rushing yards under 59 and a half. That's a big number That's for him. That's a big number like for I, Zeke, man. This I, isn't, I mean. I know Ramondre Stevenson's out, but like that, oh, I, I don't think I could take the over no, on No, he that. looks washed. He does yeah. not look very good. What are his receiving yards? Do you have that? His receiving yards, uh, yeah. Um, so No, his are not up They're yet. not up, yeah, because I don't the have Steelers. It. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Because the one look I might have, I want to see what Mitchell Trubisky rushing attempts and rushing yards look mm -hmm. like. Bill Belichick the last couple of years in the Patriots, they've struggled against mobile quarterbacks. And the one thing about Trubisky, he's pretty athletic. He could use his legs and uh, get things going. There might be some quarterback design runs. I don't know what to expect from that offense either, but that might be a look. And then the under on Zeke, there's no way that closes at 59.5. That's only going down. And like right. you said, even if he's the lone back, man, against the Steelers, um, you know, because what quarterback's going to be able to pick you apart? And the Steelers, we know about them, obviously. Like, they, when they get pressure, they
They could be a top 10 pass defense when they don't get home on those blitzes or that natural pressure. Uh, bottom 10 pass defense in the league. But is Bailey Zappi going to take advantage of that or Mac Jones? Probably not. It's going to be both of them playing. So they might too. be able to like, just stack the box and say, hey, beat us with the run. And Zeke Elliott's not going to be able to do that. So actually, you know what? I said I was going to have nothing. Zeke Elliott under 59 and a half rushing yards. Yeah. I'm just going to play it right now. That's probably the time to I do would it. be shocked if that goes up. Yeah. Uh, he had 52 against the Chargers, 46 against the Giants. Chargers 50, are terrible against the run. Right. 54 against the Colts. So the last three weeks, he's come kind of like sort of near that number. Now he's getting all the touches. Right. So that. I could understand why it's set where it is, but I could not take an over on that. Because he does look washed. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably the biggest issue there. It's funny. Like, the Steelers are 7-5, and five, and people keep saying, like, with the Eagles, this is the worst 10-win football team of all time. I disagree. Um, but, like, with the Steelers, you look at the point differential, you look at all these games, this might be the worst 7-5 and five football team through 12 weeks, 13 weeks in NFL history. They're, they're a tough watch, man. <laughs> they're a really, really tough watch. But they're going to continue to win games and squeak by because Mike Tomlin right. is him. And I know that you know he's not for all the fans and there are radio hosts out there that are like, hey, if Kenny Pickett doesn't improve, maybe you got to move on from Mike Tomlin. I don't know about all that. I I would take him uh, any day of the week. Mike Tomlin is my head just, coach or coordinator what, or anything. Yeah, you just have to figure out, like, at what point, like, if you're the Steelers and you're looking at this team, Tomlin's always going to – he's going to maximize the talent that's there. But at what point are you looking for somebody that could bring something, whether it's something new or maybe have a higher ceiling or like that—that's the only way that they make that decision anytime soon. But the Steelers just don't get rid of coaches. Like, yeah. look at their history. And you look at the talent. Like, okay, like defensively, they're really, really overrated. Like, you love T.J. Watt. You like some of the pieces, and they've been beat up this season. Um, and then they got like young guys in the secondary, obviously, like Porter Jr., who might end up being pretty good. But they're a little overrated on the defensive side of the ball. And then offensively, like Pickett just doesn't look like that guy. Yeah, he wins you games, but quarters one through three is not very good. So you haven't fully moved on or replaced Big Ben yet. Trubisky's not the answer. And, like, I like Pickens, but you need a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, we like the backs enough. The offensive line's not great. They don't get a whole lot of push. Fryermuth's been beat up this season. So they just, yeah, I don't know what else he could really do. Like, 7-5 and five is actually pretty impressive when you look at this roster. Yeah. Especially in that division. I I just can't watch that. I, 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 I can't watch either one of those offenses. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, we're stuck. Like, I'm just. I. Why wouldn't they flex this? Patriots. Why, Scott? Why won't they flex this game? I know it's too late now. Why is it still on Thursday? It just Thursday? comes across, and, and you and Ryan can relate. And if Trista were here, she would relate. It just comes across as such a, not only a wagering problem, but a sports fan problem. Yes. I don't know what to do. It's still the NFL. Yeah. yeah. We're still gonna watch. But are the Patriots are we missing this? Are the Patriots actually in? NFL team at this point. There is no relegation in this league. <laughs> they need to be relegated. That may be Goodell's next, you know, big idea after he bans the uh, the, the tush push. Yeah. But you, I mean, I I hear all of it, and we're gonna watch it, and we're gonna yeah. wonder, we're gonna scratch our heads, and we're gonna play the unders. I mean, think about last night's game where you had next to zero expectation for the Cincinnati offense. And your mind was blown. I'm not saying that's going to so happen. So Bailey Zappi's throwing for is, 350. Is, that's what the, you're saying. He's the sequel in the Jake Browning story. No, I'm not saying that's going to happen. But you don't. We just don't know. It may. Uh, you know, as I just texted the uh, the crew behind the scenes, a couple of weeks ago, we were privy, and I use air quotes, to the Giants and the Patriots, which yeah. was horrific to watch. And yeah, then, that's true. And then the Chargers and the Patriots said, Hold my beer. Yeah. This one may be three nothing. 
We have oh. no idea. Or it'll be 27-16, right. and there's a late touchdown pick six to take it from 2016 to 2716. We just don't know. I would love to know right now. Who's playing quarterback for one well, of the teams? That would be good. Right. They have Bailey Zappi props up, so I, mean, I think it's probably still going to be Bailey Zappi. Like, at this point, the Patriots don't want to win games. They want better draft picks. So like they're they're just going to throw out whatever garbage they can throw out there on the field. But I just I would love to know where the money is. We don't have it in front of us right now, but uh, it's well, it's just like, like fun- how like everybody's got to be taking the under still in this, right? I, oh, I just yeah. I can't justify even th- going over thirty in this game. Yeah, I mean, like you might get some numbers, guys, that are like that total's just too low. Maybe you could get some, especially with sloppy quarterback play. Maybe some short fields or some turnovers. Patriots still have somewhat of a defense, right? I mean, they yeah. shut down Austin Eckler. Um, he hasn't looked good the last couple of weeks, but they shut down the run game for the Chargers. Really couldn't get anything going in the throw game, even with Justin Herbert. So I keep looking at this like, damn, man, like I kind of want to back the Patriots, but I could realistically, like, the Steelers don't really have to win by margin. It could be 7 nothing. Right. I mean, like this Patriots offense, I just don't really want to back. They right really now, might so. get shut out two weeks in a row. But selfishly, also, I'm kind of glad this is the Thursday night game. I'm not going to lie. Because. Why? I like to be on my couch on Sundays mm, for the good fair. matchups. I mean, like Cowboys so many... Eagles. Yes. I want the play by play broadcast. I want the snacks. I... Seahawks 49ers. I'm fine. Even like, Bills if, Chiefs. You know, we got to watch a game on mute and sit in the studio. I'm cool with it being Patriots Steelers. We'll find something to bet on. I already, Zeke Elliott under rushing yards. There we go. You know, you didn't mention the, uh, the most important game, though. Packers Giants with Tommy DeVito. Oh, yeah. Love I'm a versus DeVito. about my guy DeVito, though. Why? He, he's going to be the starter Taylor. the rest of the way. They Ter- said he's going to stay the starter, though. Yeah, but I just, I, I worry. I, I was going to say, like, is there a short leash? What the hell are the Giants playing for? Right. You know, DeVito, a couple of weeks ago, I called him the worst starting quarterback ever in NFL history. The worst quarterback ever to start a game. I've changed my mind on that. Bailey Zappi? I don't know about Zappi. I don't think I could do. Tim the- Boyle? Tim Boyle. Yeah, Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle easily. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Tim, Tim Boyle, Boyle just, sucks. Got, just got cut. I try not to say, like, this guy sucks because he is an NFL quarterback. He's not, and now he's not. Mm-hmm. Now he's really not. Tim I never Boyle understood had... why Tim Boyle was even in the NFL. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. He buddy, wasn't good in college. No, no. That's what I don't get. Like, it's not like he was even an okay college quarterback that snuck his way onto a couple of practice squads. Yeah, at least DeVito was, like, serviceable in yeah. two colleges. Like, he was, he was decent enough to win you some games, and now he's won a couple games in the league. And I just love him. He's a great story, <laughs> especially in the Italian community. Oh, he's just, and he's milking it, he's too. He's, like, autographing, like, boxes Does of the pasta hand thing and meatballs. And... Like, I, I'm all in on DeVito. And we were right. He did beat the Patriots. Yeah, he did. So Like, we called that weeks ago. We said he's going to beat the true. Patriots, and that just shows where the Patriots are at. And this is, like, that's why I can't back the Pats in that game against the Steelers. Nope. At uh, all. Yeah. I mean, just, ugh. You know, Scott, I, I appreciate you, Scott, trying to to pump it up as much as you possibly could. It was just so positive. It's like, but guys, it's football. We'll find yeah, something. but is it? Is it actually We got football? 48 hours, though. Yeah, that's true. Put our All heads right. together. Power rankings coming up. It's Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet... You know who? Jawan Jennings breaks a tackle. Touchdown! If you're going to come with a zero blitz, the 49ers are going to spray some raid on you. Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
Yeah, you know, I'd have a lot of fun if I was KNBR calling uh, 49ers games every week. Oh, yeah. Gotta be fun. Gotta be fun when you're uh, watching that versus, well, the Patriots, like we spent probably way too much time talking about, but they're just so bad, it's kind of fun to actually look at a Patriots team and go, oh, they're horrible now. Fade them every week. So bad, man. Even like, you know what I mean? I, I mean, and just not fun. I mean, mm. like the Giants, terrible football team right fun. now. Fun. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Tommy DeVito. Tommy fun, DeVito. Fun, fun story, right? 49ers, really fun. Yeah, winning's fun, but like when you do it like that. Yeah. And you get revenge, too, because the Eagles, I, f- I feel like the 49ers felt disrespected the way that the Eagles took care of business in the NFC Championship game. They didn't have a quarterback, so it was kind of like their arm was tied behind their back, and the Eagles just kept you know, giving them those body blows, kicking yep. the crap out of them when they, when they were down. So they stood on business, and that's why Debo was out there in his black Air Forces before the game. I'm not going to lie, though. I was really – that was one of my bigger bets this season is Dante DiVincenzo hits two free throws to give me five points. Yes. We only need three more, Dante. The freaking Knicks um, are down 12 now, though. This is not, not going worry. my way. We just got to heat up. Well, we got to draw some stuff up for Dante. There you go. I need more Dante. Yeah. It's a revenge game. I don't think Tibbs got the memo. He needs to pay attention, damn it. But um, what the hell was I talking about I even? Know. The Niners yes. are good at football. Oh, yeah. the game against the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. They didn't have a quarterback, and so they wanted revenge. Yeah. They got it. Uh, oh, I was saying one of my bigger bets this season was the <laughs> Niners on the money line, and I was worried as hell in the first quarter. I mean, I gr- granted, it was 6 nothing, and the Eagles had to settle for two field goals, but it looked like they were just going to dominate that game. And then the final three quarters, completely different story. San Francisco scored on what? Six straight drives. Mm -hmm. Uh, That one was personal. And now Brock Purdy is the MVP favorite. I was sitting there saying to myself, I did not bet enough on the 49ers. I just felt like I did not put nearly enough in. Should have been like five units. Yeah. Just should have been everything. Just, Just empty out the account. For that. Yeah, I mean, I know they always have the stereo, the boombox going before the game, but that one was just different. Like, you saw it, like I said, it with mattered. Debo before the game. Like It mattered. And they're good. And, like, I'm not saying Philadelphia sucks or they're overrated. Careful. I'm not going to look at, like, the The nicest Philadelphia fan in the world over there is still going to be waiting to defend his team. It's He's a good done football it once. Team. It's, it's a football team where it's like they're the defending NFC champs. They just played in a Super Bowl, and they have double-digit wins. They're going to the playoffs. Um you know, I don't think they're as good as last year. I think they're missing, especially like I worry about the slot corner position. They're really missing Gardner Johnson. Mm-hmm. And you could really attack them in the middle of the field. I don't yeah. love the linebacker position, which is why they're trying to change that right now and bring some guys up. But uh, that's what sucks when you go against a team like San Francisco when they're fully healthy mm-hmm. because you have Debo Samuel, you have George Kittle, you have Brandon Ayuk, and they could absolutely terrorize you in the middle of the field, especially when their offensive line is holding up like they did on Sunday and Purdy's pushing the ball down the field. Um, that's just a bad matchup against San Francisco. And it makes you think, makes you wonder what would have happened last season if Purdy didn't get injured. I think that team would have won the Super Bowl. There's just too much. Like, you have to know where everybody's at on that field. Yes. And Kyle Shanahan, the way that he calls plays, it's all window dressing, right? Like, they'll line Kittle up in the slot, and then they'll, you know, like do something completely different. They want you to know where everybody's at. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they'll stick McCaffrey in the slot, or they'll put a guy in the backfield, just, oh, just man, so you have so to, just so you have to locate them. And then they don't even do anything with them. You know what I mean? Like Debo will come in motion in the backfield, and then run out over into the slot, back into the backfield, and you're thinking, like, where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Where's Debo? And then there's Ayuk, like, you know, like slot or you know, scanning down the field. So it's just a scary team. They just got to stay healthy, and they should win the Super Bowl. So yeah. even at three to one, I bet them, and I bet the Dolphins in the AFC because the price was eight to one. And I think like those, like even at three to one, I still think the Niners are a really good bet because you look at the NFC, and there's a, 
I don't like the matchup against Philadelphia, and we got to wait and see if Dallas could actually win a big game. They've mm-hmm. seen the Niners the last two years in the playoffs. They haven't got the job done. Does that change this year? Maybe if they call an actual play uh, and don't have Ezekiel Elliott snapping the ball or Dak running a quarterback draw with no time on the <laughs> clock and no timeouts. You know, maybe, but I don't know. Uh, the Niners seem like the best team in the league. Yeah, it just, it, they just, it feels like they're head and shoulders above everybody else. All right, you want to get to your top 10 power rankings? Yeah, let's do Start it. Start with yours. All right. Let's do it. Ben MGM tonight. Yeah. Power rankings. Yeah. Makes you want to run through a wall, damn it. Does. Yeah. Does. Kind of do one. You should. Although you'd probably get hurt knowing your luck. So maybe don't do that. Probably. Yeah, we probably shouldn't have that happen. All right. Well, you know what? I want to go backwards. You should. We're going to start at number 10. That's the way to do it. And making their season debut on Ryan's Power Rankings, NFL Week 14, are the Green Bay Packers. Oh, get out of here, you fanboy. The last time I think I saw you guys, that was right in the Packers off. I was thinking, I I, I did say, though, (laughs) you know, Jordan Love, man, look what he's done the last three weeks. Right now, especially in today's NFL, in 2023, we're talking about you know, Zach Wilson and Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones and Josh Dobbs. Jordan Love's playing like a top 10 quarterback right now. He's not turning the football over. And Matt LaFleur is in his bag as a play caller. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jordan Love, gone is the frustrating bad stuff that we saw at Utah State. And even like weeks three through six where he was thrown off his back foot, you know, um, too many turnovers. Now he's in full control of that offense. And even without Aaron Jones on that field, A.J. Dillon's been running the ball a little bit better, especially when it's a cold-weather game at Lambeau Field. I mean, it was unfortunate, but he was just taking out defender after defender, and it sucks going against a guy like that, especially in a cold-weather game. You're like, I got to tackle this guy 20 to 22 times tonight. Um, Maybe they get Aaron Jones back here in the next couple weeks. Uh, So I feel pretty good about Green Bay. Defensively, I, I... I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. They probably don't even win a playoff game. I don't even know if they get there. But what I'm saying, if they're a wild card team and you're San Francisco, you're Dallas, you're Philadelphia, you don't want to see Green Bay. You know, I just don't think that you do. The pass rush has been a little bit better. Kenny Clark's playing pretty good football. Rashawn Gary's fully healthy and just got paid. And the secondary, even without Jair Alexander, a bunch of no-name guys, playing pretty good football. So Green Bay, number 10 for me. And I think that kind of tells you everything that you need to know about the NFC right now, too. Yeah, uh, that is true. At number nine, I have to drop the Jags down to nine. I'm going to keep them in the top ten because Trevor Lawrence most likely coming back this season. It's a high ankle sprain. But, man, Christian Kirk got dinged last night. It's not the offense for me um, that I'm concerned about in Jacksonville. It's the defense. They gave up over 400 yards last night to the Bengals without Joe Burrow behind center. Uh, so... The Jags, I just don't think with that defense, they're going to be able to beat anybody this season. They're probably another year away. I'm going to keep the Bills in my top 10 just because, like, the Bills are capable of just winning out. You know what I mean? Like, they could go on a four or five game win streak, um, but they got to put it all together. Defensively, I'm worried. Pass rush, not great. Von Miller doesn't really look great. Uh, way too many injuries. Micah Hyde's been dinged this season. They lose Matt Milano for the year. They lose their best cover corner in Trey White. I like Rasul Douglas, but he's not a shutdown number one corner. So I'm going to keep the Bills in my top ten, but I do have them at number eight right now. Um, big game coming up against Kansas City on the road. They're two-and-a-half-point dogs. They win that one outright. We bump them up a little bit. Lions at number seven for me. I just – the Lions are a good football team. They really are a good football team. But I just – I don't know that I fully trust Jared Goff. I mean, you saw this against Green Bay a couple weeks ago in a big spot. And when we get later on in the season, January – 
Um, if they're playing football in February, if they have home field advantage, that's a really scary team with all that speed. Mm-hmm. But Jared Goff on the road, especially if it, like, let's say he has to go into Philadelphia. Let's say he has to go into Dallas. Let's say he has to go into San Francisco. I don't trust them as much, especially if a team has a good pass rush and he's under pressure. You know, he makes those turnover worthy throws. But the thing is, they have a run game. And if they keep Montgomery healthy and Gibbs healthy, that's a scary team because they have a pass rush and they have a run game. But I'm not all the way there yet with the Lions, but they are definitely a top 10 team. So I got them at number seven right now in the NFC North. Dolphins number six. This is probably actually a little disrespectful because right now they're the number one team in the AFC. But I need I need that signature win for the Dolphins. You know what I mean? Like a team like Baltimore, when they step up in class and go against a physical team and don't get punked. Because we saw that against the Bills earlier this season where they got punked. But you can't stop them on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Two is out there playing Tears in Heaven on the guitar and dropping dimes. Tyreek would be the MVP of the league, and I'd have no issue. Defense, though, man, like they're finally coming all together, and now they lose Phillips. Just way too many injuries this season uh, early on. So I do have the Dolphins in my top ten at six. Chiefs, I dropped to five, but they're still a top five team because they have Patrick Mahomes. They have Travis Kelsey, even though he's another year older. They have Spags as their D.C. Defense will be fine. And... Again, kind of like I said with the Bills, the reason you keep the Chiefs here in the top five is they could rattle off five, six wins to close out the season. And wouldn't it shock you if they won the Super Bowl with Mahomes and Reed? Wouldn't me? Uh, Cowboys, number four, that's a top five team. Really good defense. Dak's playing like an MVP candidate. He's one of the favorites. Uh, after that stinker against San Francisco, he's played really, really good football. Still don't love the run run game, though, man. I don't think Tony Pollard's the every down back that we thought he was going to be this season. Offensive line has been good. Uh, defense has been good. We love C.D. Lamb. Wouldn't hate him winning Offensive Player of the Year and winning me a bunch of money. So I got the Cowboys at number four. Philadelphia, I dropped to three. I had him at number two. Uh, last time we did this and I was with you guys, I got him at three still. I know people are down on him. I know the point differential is great. I know A.J. Brown's kind of been on a milk cart in the last couple of weeks, but they just played in the Super Bowl last year. And who else scares you in the NFC other than San Francisco and Dallas? So I do still have Philadelphia in my top three. Ravens at number two for me. Uh, Ravens, almost a perfect football team. Love them defensively. Love the pass rush. Secondary's fine. Love Lamar the way that he's playing right now. Todd Mon- Munkins did a great job calling plays. They have a run game, so I have them at number two. And then San Francisco at number one. Uh, they just got to stay healthy. Yeah. You know, I mean, San Francisco is so scary. Brock Purdy, I didn't know that he was the real deal, and now he's an MVP candidate. He's the MVP favorite. Christian McCaffrey went over 100 yards last week, and he only had 17 carries in that game. They've barely even used uh, some of the guys. You know what I mean? Like Kyle Juszczyk, granted he's a fullback, but they could use him in creative ways. Brandon Ayuk's awesome. Debo's awesome. There's just really no way to defend them, man, because they have the man beater and they have the zone beater. Is it a Debo game or is it an Ayuk game or is it a Kittle game? Um, They're so scary. And then defensively, you worry a little bit about the secondary. They do give up some explosive plays, but not with Chase Young in that pass rush and Fred Warner you know, playing sideline to sideline, kind of patrolling the middle of the field. They're scary, man. They're almost a perfect football team, so I got to put the Niners number one. I was a little bit of a doubter early on this season, but I've come around. Well, now that everybody's finally seen what Brock Purdy can do, although one thing I did want to see, I wanted to see a situation where Brock Purdy had to bring the 49ers back from being down. Yeah. But I guess... If you're just kind of. Yeah. Against the Eagles, they were down 6 nothing in the first of, quarter. If, if we want to <laughs> count that, yeah. But I, I guess if you're a team that's just always 
beating the hell out of everybody else. You don't really have to worry about that then. So we'll see. All right, here we go. I'll get to some of mine here now. Probably have to do some in the second half of this year too. Uh, Texans still in at number 10 for me in my power rankings. Losing Tank Dell for the year, that's rough. That's a big loss for them. But if Nico Collins can go out and get you nine catches for 191 yards every week, he probably won't. But, you know, that that, that certainly fills in a lot of the void that's going to be left with Tank Dell obviously missing the rest of the season. And also Will Anderson. couple of sacks again this uh, this past weekend. I mean, for all of the talk, and rightfully so, about C.J. Stroud and the way that this offense looks, how about Will Anderson and that defense for the Texans? I mean, what what he's... I mean, really, he's been doing it pretty much under the radar the entire year. It's not totally fair to the guy, but hey, you've added that too. Great draft for this guy. A lot of young talent. Texans have a bright future, and they're in a really good spot right now. So they're still in at number 10 for me. I got the Bills in at number 9, but it's like we're kind of on the back end of this top 10 where there's just so many teams that I kind of question, and I don't know if I really, truly trust. Like, for me, the Texans are overachieving, so it's not really like a, a worried type of feeling. With the Bills, it's... Yeah, but, you know, like, yeah. you watch this team and they look better offensively, but you're still getting way too many turnovers from Josh Allen this year. I mean, it's gotten a little bit better since Joe Brady took over. But the offense, every game. The offense has turned the ball over about 8% of their drives. They were averaging 17% of drives with a turnover entering week 11. So, it's been cut in half. That's a good start, That's but that's one of the biggest issues that Josh Allen has always had. He throws a ton of interceptions, fumbles, he makes crazy, stupid plays, and sometimes he makes great, accurate throws that make you go, wow, that guy looks like an MVP. So I just, the Bills are just weird, like they're underachieving, and I just don't know what I'm going to get week from week from them. Losing to the Eagles, look, that was a tough loss, but that was a really good team. So like and that's they, a great game. Yeah, and it was a great game. So like, I don't really hold that against them there. But the Bills have kind of been on the edge for me for I mean weeks now, really in the top ten, out a couple of times, back in. So, but I'll keep them in at number nine. Jags are in an eight for me, kind of similar to where you were too. I mean, we just don't know what. I mean, is Trevor Lawrence going to play at the last game of the season? Is he going to be back this week? You kind of don't know, but I'm not going to really hold it against them yet. But it's going to be hard to keep them in there. Sort of like Florida State not having their starting quarterback, it's hard to put him in the top four. Like, it's kind of hard for me to keep the Jags in there right. if you're going to have B- Bobby Bethard's grandson out there throwing the football the rest of the season. So, good luck with that. But, I, I mean, their, their defense, I mean, look, you mentioned it. It's not like you really need to go into Like, it, it's bad. It's a liability. And the run game, the run defense was supposed to be one of their strengths. And it was not last night. Jake Browning as a whole just looked great against them. Looked like Joe Burrow. And when you're the Jags and your offense has regressed from last season, but the defense now is still a liability, that's a big problem. you got to have something to lean on. At least before it was, well, this offense has a lot of weapons and they can just outscore opponents. Kind of like we felt about the Dolphins early this year. You don't really have that now. Calvin Ridley completely disappeared for this team. Yeah. So way uh, too many drops. Way too many drops. And I, I just look at a team right now that just looks they look lost. They need some sort of reset, and I don't know exactly what it is. So Texans, Bills, Jags are ten through eight for me. Get to the rest of those coming up. Our uh, God, the Knicks, man. The Knicks are down fourteen. Ugh. Why did I bother? Why did I bother? It's BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. UNC and UConn tied at 23, 6.45 to go in the first half there. Knicks getting just, now just getting worked by the Bucks, 120 to 105. Oh. And Dante DiVincenzo. That would have been it. Oh, my gosh. He's to beat that's the, going in. Oh, oh that would have been it, too. That was a 40-foot three that he had to throw up to beat the buzzer. Oh, man. I got over seven and a half points. He's got seven. <laughs> Brutal. That's going to be a well, you got Listen, we got, uh, we got time. 
There's yeah, still plenty of time. We got to see how much time he's got. Seven though, minutes. I mean? Seven minutes left in this game. I don't know if he's going to be out there all seven. That's the issue. Right. Tibbs might, Tibbs might get pissed. You know, usually I don't do this, but uh, I'm going to lay the minus 150 for Brown rebounds. Are you? Yeah. feel like it's a big night for him? Over seven and a half boards. I'm going to take it. You know, it started off a really nice night with Illinois, and then, um, yeah. And then I had Michigan State. That was a big mistake. I hate Michigan State right now. They just, they're not good, man. I keep betting them for some reason. But uh, I thought that was a good spot against the Badgers. Badgers might be for real. Um, I'm with, we had Matty Cox on, obviously, mm-hmm. earlier from the three man weave, you know, and he was like, I wasn't really high on the Badgers coming into the season. And uh, me either. I mean, I did bet him against Marquette. I just thought that was a really good spot. But I don't know. Maybe they are for real in the Big Ten. Who knows? Because uh, it's just so early in a college basketball season, man. It's really tough for me to take a lot of teams seriously or feel like I, I know enough to be comfortable with. Like, knowing with somebody, yeah. Bucks up 20. Yeah, it's done. Ugh. Who do you like, the Suns or the Lakers tonight? Uh, I kind of like the Lakers at home. I feel like everybody likes the Lakers. Yeah, I, I know. I think I'm on an island on this one. I'm, All right, you going to go Suns? Yeah, small. At this. Really yeah. small, I like the Suns. Yeah. KD and Booker going. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I was looking at their point props. They're both around 30. 30 and a half and then 29 and a half for Booker. I'm good on that. That's a big number. They're all man. just, I mean, those guys are constantly big numbers now. It's it's just not even, I don't even like betting those just because, I mean, again, you could have a great game and have 28 points and you go under. Like, it's just, right. it's too high of a number for me, even for stars like that. Plus, there's any night where, I mean, Devin Booker's maybe not his shots, just he's not getting as many shots and they're getting the ball to Durant more. He's facilitating a little more and it just, I, it, I don't like it. Bronze really points don't. tonight, by the way, 25 and a half. Minus 155 to the over. AD's points tonight, 25 and a half, minus 120 to the over. Bron's going off. Tonight. Yeah. Again, it just feels like LeBron trying to take over this game tonight against Kevin Durant. I mean, it's a matchup. Those types of games, those types of matchups, it's, it's less about the in-season tournament, and it's more about national TV and who he's playing. And what? it's Kevin Durant. How many minutes do you think Bron plays tonight? I might... um. So they don't have it at BetMGM right now. Usually, if you scroll down to the bottom, you get the triple-double props. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't play a whole lot of these, but I kind of want to go Braun triple-double tonight. I'm already going over 7.5 rebounds. The points are 25.5 minus 150 to the over. Probably going to be a sweat on the assists. He's averaged 33 minutes a game over his last five games. Let's see. Braun triple-double tonight is 7-1. to Do I take it? Mm, let's see here. Uh, he hasn't. I mean, he's averaging just. Uh, honestly, I don't. Nah, stay away. Twenty-five and four, twenty points, five re- or six rebounds, five assists. Actually, in his last five. What do you think about uh, Austin Reeves to record a triple double tonight? Ninety-nine <laughs> to one. Wow, might be worth a sprinkle just for fun. Just five, to have something to root five for. Five bucks wins you 495 bucks. LeBron five. hasn't even had double-digit, other than the last game against Oklahoma City, LeBron has not had a double-digit rebounding game uh, for two weeks. Wow. He had 10 against uh, Sacramento, and that was November 15th. And he had only four, he had 12 assists and 10 rebounds in that game. Yeah. So he had a, that was his last triple-double. Yeah, he's plus one ten to have a double. He just doesn't. He doesn't get the same amount of minutes. I don't know. I don't know if I would take it. I I'm mean, good. I'm again, there's a reason why it's seven to one. But yeah, I'm gonna pass. Dante Divincenzo just got pulled with seven points. So I'm just, you know what, I'm done for the night. Um, yeah, this sucks. 
I'm I'm kind of over it. I mean, yeah. I just the Knicks have let me down, and they're down 20, and there's no way they're covering that plus five. So I don't care anymore. It's awful, and I'm I'm very upset. Yeah, I'm we're done, on to so. we're on to UConn UNC UConn with a five point lead, four minutes to go here. 32-27. I got the under here. So hopefully. They slow down a little bit. There you go. All right, why don't you recap your uh, your top 10 uh, power rankings? Yeah, uh, so I'll go uh, top to bottom now this time, and I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers, number one. They look like a perfect football team right now. Brock Purdy, the favorite to win MVP. Can't believe those words just left my mouth. Uh, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is the real deal. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. So many weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Trent Williams, still one of the better tackles. And then they have a really good defense. So San Francisco, for me, number one. And they're a nightmare matchup for the teams they're going to see in the NFC, like Philadelphia, like Dallas, who does play them tough at least, except for this year. Uh, Baltimore, number two for me in the AFC. Lamar having an MVP-type season. Unfortunately, uh, not good enough because I did bet him 8-1 to one a couple weeks ago. He's not even a top-five favorite right now. Um, but, yeah, Baltimore just comes down to health. So they've had some injuries in the secondary. I love the defense right now. I like Kyle Hamilton. I love that pick out of Notre Dame a couple of years ago. Roquan looks really good. Patrick mm-hmm. Queen has over 100 tackles, has a couple sacks this season. He's looked pretty good. So Baltimore, number two for me. I'm going to go with Philadelphia, number three. Not going to drop them too much. They played in the uh, Super Bowl last year. They were the NFC champs. Um, yeah, they're going through some things right now, but they still have a bunch of talent. They still have A.J. Brown. They have Devontae Smith. They may need another wide receiver, as crazy as that sounds, but the Eagles are still good in my book. Uh, Cowboys number four for me. Love the defense. Dak's playing like an MVP. I told you he would, damn it. I'm a believer in the Cowboys, but I need them to beat San Francisco before they move up or just beat Philadelphia because I do have those NFC East futures, and uh, those would be really nice. Chiefs number five for me. Not going to drop the Chiefs too much because it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Andy Reid, and it's Spags in that defense. Dolphins number six. This might be a little disrespectful, but they get they need that like signature win. Are mm-hmm. you with me on that? You know. Yeah, I do feel that way. I I definitely have the the Dolphins a lot higher in mind. Spoiler alert than yeah. where you have them, and it was a debate for me. Yeah. Uh, Lions number seven. Bills number eight. Jags number nine. Packers. Number 10. You heard that right. I think the Packers could be a scary team in the NFC, a team that you don't want to play in the wild card round, a team you don't want to see in the divisional round just because they have a pass rush, the secondary with a bunch of no-name guys without Jair playing really good football, and, um, man, Jordan Love looks like a top-10 quarterback. Eight touchdowns, no picks the last three games. You are such a fanboy now. Look at you. I know. Look at how you I can't even enjoy it, though, because everybody's like, you didn't like the pick. Well, you've also seen. I mean, here here's the thing: when people like, well, get yeah, all upset, because they had an MVP at quarterback, why would I like the pick? I, well, yeah, I don't. I, it never made sense at the time. It shouldn't have been the route that they went. But also, when you get new evidence and you get more uh, information, you can change your opinion. Like he's playing better, so maybe he has the potential to be at least a good starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm sure. not even talking perennial Pro Bowler. Just. Just a good starting quarterback in the NFL. So. Yeah, I mean, it was a bad couple weeks. Like, Denver at the yeah. time was a bad football team. They lost to Denver. Yeah. Raiders are a bad football team. They lost to the Raiders. Jordan Love had a bunch of picks. Last time we saw him play a full season was at Utah State, and he led the entire country in interceptions. So I just thought, you know, this guy's a gunslinger, and um, he's not going to be a winning quarterback. I was wrong, and thank God I was wrong, because now go. my team's winning football Now you're excited. Again. Now yeah. you're good. Oh, my God. 137, 113 bucks over the Knicks now. The fact that Dante DiVincenzo gets pulled, though, and nobody else. Like, get his ass back out there. We need one more point, Tim. This is just awful. Whatever. All right, Texans were number 10 for me. I had the Bills at 9 and the Jags at 8. Now we move on to number 7, where I have the Chiefs, where, I mean, one of the best defenses of the Patrick Mahomes era, really, which is crazy because it's almost like the offense 
is the problem, minus Patrick Mahomes, of course, but the rest of those receivers, you don't know what you're going to get week by week. But yet you have this pass rush that made Jalen Hurts' life hell. Absolute hell a couple weeks ago. So despite what happened against the Packers, uh, and again, credit Jordan Love for the way that he played Sunday night. There were some missed calls there, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah. Pass interference, probably some things that could have benefited the Chiefs, but it is what it is. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily put them down farther because of that, but I think seventh is a pretty good spot for them right now. Number six is the Lions. Uh, Sam Laporta continues to be a major weapon for them. Nine catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown. They win over New Orleans, but I am a little concerned about that defense. A lot of, It's funny. The theme with a lot of these teams is their defense, right? And, like, yeah, if you have a great offense, you can go out there and you can outscore anybody. But if you're giving up 30 a game like the Lions are right now over the last four weeks, you got to tighten that thing up. I yeah. mean, they're blowing leads. They were up three touchdowns on the Saints before New Orleans closed that gap. And it's not like the Saints' offense has been, you know, lights out, fun to watch every single week, consistent. No. It's a problem. It's a big problem. It's a problem for them, and I think it's a problem for certainly a lot of teams in the NFL. But I'll still put the Lions in there at number six because of the talent they have, the abilities that are certainly still there. Uh, five is going to be the Cowboys. Again, still got to beat winners. Big one against the Eagles, right? Like, go out there and show them you can, you can beat a team over 500. That matters. That's continued to be a conversation, and it's going to continue to be a conversation until something changes. But the reality of it is they're blowing out bad teams like they're supposed to. So I can't really hold that against them. Cowboys still a top-five team to me. Now, this is where I really debated, three and four. And I wasn't really sure which direction to go. I decided to put the Ravens at four and the Dolphins at three. Now, the reason why I put the Dolphins slightly over the Ravens is it just when you're watching them, I'm seeing already an offense that's as potent as any in the NFL. Definitely, I take the Dolphins' offense over the Ravens' offense. But I'm also seeing a defense starting to trend in the right direction from Miami as well. Jalen Ramsey coming back has made all the difference in the world. That dude has now made that secondary actually something that you can rely on. Yeah. And, yes, the Ravens do have a better defense than where Miami is. But I'm really watching a Miami team that's the number one seed right now in the AFC. That's a team that I have to give the edge to because of the way they've been playing recently and where they sit in those standings. Ravens have the Rams up next. Big test coming up, though. Four straight games against teams with winning, winning records after the Rams, too. So I we're, we're going to get a lot of a lot of true, like, this is who this team is type of games for a bunch, for the Cowboys, uh, for the, the Ravens here. You go down the list of some of these other ones. I, 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 the Dolphins don't really have a tough schedule, but think about this. Their defense allowed just 245 yards, and they scored on a pick six this past, past week. Yeah. So, like, there's something there, you know? It feels like they're trending in the right direction. Eagles are in at number two. Look, you lose to the 49ers, there's no shame in that. But they did get their ass kicked. Yeah, it's just the way they lost, right? Yeah, you're right. That's that's what's concerning. But I wasn't going to drop them below two because the 49ers are one. It shouldn't be any surprise. That That's a team right there that is just head and shoulders above everybody else in the NFL as long as they're healthy right now. I mean, the Eagles have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. The 49ers run game, 146 yards, 5.2 yards a carry. I mean, that, that, that tells you everything you need to know about this team. They're really, really good. They're really good in all facets of the game, and they're beating the hell out of people. And you know what? Maybe Brock Purdy just doesn't have to worry about bringing his team back. They're just never going to be down. They're just going to be up by a couple of touchdowns every single game, hand the ball off to McCaffrey, give it to Debo Samuel, just start handing it off to all the different talented guys you got in your backfield. They can also, oh, I don't know, be wide receivers. I mean, it's just it's a plethora of riches for the 49ers. They're the best team in the NFL, and now that they're healthy again and they beat the Eagles, I can say it. Fully confident that those 49ers are without a doubt the best team 
in the National Football League. Yeah, they do look like it. They look like a perfect football team, man. And they have a pretty good coach in Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, and they lost to Pro Bowl safety, too. Let's think about that, you know? And they still look this way. Jeez. Final hour coming up. Bet MGM tonight.